Before we get into today's episode of One Shining Podcast, wanted to shout out and promote FanDuel TV. You can go there and watch Through the Ringer. We had Zach Collins come on, of course, of great Gonzaga fame back in 2017. Goes all the way to the National Championship game. Now about to be the starting center for the Spurs. So we got that episode coming out. Go check that out. Again, it is FanDuel TV. And if you don't watch it live on FanDuel TV, go to Ringer TV on Spotify and you can watch all the episodes there. Full videos are there. You know, no edits, no nothing. You go watch the full thing. So go do that now. Let's get into One Shining Podcast. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. On today's episode of One Shining Podcast, we have Kyle Mann back in the building. We are live in Las Vegas. We're going to figure out which college basketball team has the belt here at Summer League. Again, we're going to take some, you know, some stats from the first couple of games. So this is uh, just a fun little exercise. It doesn't mean too much, but it's going to be a good time. We're going to run through some of the biggest storylines here at Summer League. Again, it's myself. It's Kyle Mann. It's One Shining Podcast. Let's get into it. Kyle, anything before we get into the show? Not much, except for I solved Digital Roulette. But first, <laughs> Woody Durham. <laughs> All right, welcome to One Shining Podcast. We are still here. We are still alive, alive in Las Vegas. It is the 22K24-2023 NBA Summer League. I'm sitting here across from Kyle, man, and uh, we're surviving. It's Sunday. Uh, Kyle, how are you right now? I mean, are you, is your voice okay? We, we I've had some people on the show that they have no voice. They're worn out. Shout out to Waz. Uh, you know, I mean, there's, there's a lot of uh, things and distractions that happen when you're in Las Vegas, but, you know, we're surviving here. We're making it. I'm not as fried <laughs> as I was last year on Saturday. Good. There's video evidence of that one that I've joked about a lot in the past, but I'm, do, I'm doing okay. I mean, you know, I, I rebooted this morning. It's one thing that's killing me, Tate, is like the traffic is making it harder oh, yeah, to do worse. fun things. I will say that. Like, I, it's it took me like 35 minutes to go like just like a mile yesterday. I uh, ended up walking some of it. I know mm. you were saying you ended up walking because of that because I checked the Google Maps. And I was like, okay, 32 minute walk you know 36 minute in the uber i was like let me get out let me burn some of this incredible food i've eaten i don't know you've experienced some of that too it's a calculated maze this entire city and uh, i don't want to talk bad about las vegas at large but i will say i was trapped in the aria uh with um, my former producer jim cunningham and i'm not sure if he was trying to keep me trapped in the aria but i i spent 20 minutes just trying to get out to the street to walk back to my hotel the other night and that's when i was done i mean it, it took me about I'd say 40 hours before Vegas, really, uh, I turned on it 180. Um, so I uh, I love the basketball part of it. And if you're listening to the show, we're going to talk about the basketball part of it. I kind of had an idea that I the prompt of this today's episode is like, who has the belt from the college basketball standpoint at Summer League so far? So we'll get into that. But yeah, the uh, the experience here in Las Vegas, it's great to go to the Thomas and Mac. It's not actually hard to go to Thomas and Mac. It's pretty easy. It's probably the easiest thing to do, honestly. Yeah, but when you want to go meet someone, or like, you know, get up and get a drink, get dinner, whatever it is. I mean, it is chaotic. 
chaotic. And it's like some L.A. stuff, honestly. It's, it's what worse. it reminds me of. It's yeah. worse. I live in L.A. Kyle's in L.A. We're, we're, we're all in, in L.A. I mean, it, it's it's different here and it's worse. One of the pro tips I would say for people who are coming out here is know your rideshare pickups because yes. I've had this happen to me. I Like I've joked with Kyle about this in the past. In Louisville, I could be like walking down the interstate and call an Uber and be like, pick me up here. Literally this dot where I am here. Mm -hmm. You can be in Vegas and get done with something and it's like the zombie apocalypse of like drunk people in clothes that maybe they shouldn't be wearing situationally. Well, another story for another time. But uh, I got caught out in like 110 degree weather not knowing where my rideshare pickup was. And if you wander even a little bit in 110 degree weather, it's like wandering. You know, it, it's you're just literally different. wandering in the desert. You start seeing mirages. Uh, you start and like he, not just the casino. He yeah, he drives it's... you crazy. Like I, it really does. Like people wonder why crazy things happen in Las Vegas. It's because of the heat. You cannot make rational decisions. In fact, you make very rash decisions, and uh, it is not safe for the. If if you are like um, someone that doesn't like to be hot, then this is not the place to be right now. You you should just stay at home, watch on TV. It, it's great. You probably get better views, but um, yeah, we're surviving. And a uh, little update here. Kyle and I were supposed to go to, or we thought we were going to go to Michael so Rubin's party. That was the last time you heard from us. We did a little update yesterday. We were so excited. We were so excited. <laughs> you really were. was the limit. <laughs> I felt, I was kind of to the side. I was like, well, I guess I'll just go do something a, a lonely hipster would do in Las Vegas. I well, was like, I'm not cool enough to go to this party. <laughs> well, but. we thought we were in and shout out to John Jastrzemski who tried to make, this wasn't about us. John Jastrzemski was like, I got, I got, he got invited and he was like, and I'm passing the invite onto you. And, you know, we were very gracious. We were very excited. Kyle was going to be my plus one. We were going to show up with the A-listers. I was going to go get a nice suit. I was like, this is going to be a great night. And what um, a plus one, too. If you were going to take somebody, oh, of over, course. I, I can't even imagine a better co-pilot. No, I, 100%. And, and Kyle can, you know, I would just let, let him lead. You know what I mean? Even though he is the plus one, I would have let him lead at the party. And uh, anyways, as I'm trying to figure out the logistics, the dress code, these types of things, I'm going back and forth. And, uh, you know, the, the person who's handling all this, I'm like, so what do we need to do? When does the party start? Da, 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 da. And she's like, well, you'll be at the red carpet um, and I'm like, no, we don't need to walk the red carpet because nobody wants to see us. <laughs> nobody wants to see us. I don't I even want to see me. I can see the, can the, see the horror that probably played in your mind where you were just like, oh my god, no, no, no. no. <laughs> I do not want to rock. I was like, if there's one thing I don't want to do is walk the red carpet. Please just let me get in the back way, and then Kyle and I will get stories for the podcast. Because look, it's content first here. That's why we're here. We came for content. You're that's a pro. What, that's what yeah. the Ringer.com wants. Just trying to justify my uh, expense report. Exactly, here. Kyle. <laughs> exactly. That's what we're here for. We're trying to make it make sense, and uh, you know, we go in. Uh, or I'm, I'm emailing back and forth. I'm in my room. Kyle's there. And, uh, you know, I go back. I'm like, don't worry about the red carpet. And, sh and she's basically like, well, that's the only thing. And I, I don't know if this happens. I didn't know this is a normal thing, but we did not get invited to the party, Kyle, man. We got invited to the red carpet. We basically... To be on the clock. <laughs> we, were, we were basically going to go there, I guess, walk the red carpet, then get to the door, and they were going to lock it on us and then kick us out, <laughs> um, which sounds like, like something very mean. You know what I mean? This is like... This is like out of Mean Girls. You know, I'm going to walk the red carpet, get excited. Then they're going to kick me out. It's um, not quite Carrie's pig's blood on you, but it's like it is a little bit of a status box. They're like, hey, man, come to not come quite. to where the cool stuff is happening. Yeah. And then, you know, they slam the door in your face. It's, it's sort of 
I'd rather just stay where over where I am than to even see the cool kids door. You know, it's like it's it's a tough thing. And Michael kind of, Rubin stock dropped with me. I'll tell oh, you that. Yeah. I'll Ooh, say that on yeah. there. Ooh, right? yeah. And I'm a Kyle Fanatics guy. You know what I mean? I just bought a nice like you know Barcelona Spotify jersey from Fanatics. I'm like, uh, I've spent thousands of dollars on that site. I'm of not course. ashamed to say. Yeah, they got a great selection. They got great selection. I think they could make the Pets gear a little bit nicer quality. That's all. Oh, well, ouch. That, well, there you go. See, this is what's happened. Though, I don't want to pay for shipping either. <laughs> <laughs> this is what's happened. Um. I've never heard of this. Maybe it is more of a thing, but I guess the whole idea was to walk the red carpet, take pictures for clout, I'm guessing, and then go about your own business and act like I went to the party. I felt so uh, defeated and uh, I didn't even know how to react. It felt, it felt very much like I was a groupie if I was going to go do this. And I, I don't consider myself a groupie. I so. felt bad. I even wanted to go. I know. Now. So we changed course. Uh, we went to the, to the sports book and we started betting on the ponies. Uh, and uh, what a time. It, it was way better. It was way you better. weigh those two. I mean, that's just like that's a win. When you were describing it to me, I was like, that just sounds incredible. You yeah. just sitting around I felt like a different guy. And Kyle, know. you we, you won, right? Yeah, what, 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 stun gun. Of course right? he did. Stun gun. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to stun gun. Um, I can't remember if that was Canterbury or I think it was Delta Lance. Downs. This Delta one, yeah. Downs. There you go. So uh, we became addicted to horse gambling for about two or three hours, and that would have never happened unless Michael Ruman basically uninvited us. But he didn't even invite us in the first place. And then they, you know, the the girl I was dealing with was so nice. She was like, if you told us a week ago we could have got you in the party i didn't even know about the party a week ago so it, it was like a nice like could have been i think that was a softening blow there, it was a it soft was still... blow but uh if you did go to the red carpet and did not go to the party please reach out to us because <laughs> i want to hear what actually happened there i mean they, 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 the nba clearly koc i think was invited to the red carpet as well i'm not sure if he was invited well, to the KOC party. can't get in then who's getting in I know. it's like <laughs> if koc was on the red carpet and took pictures and did get in the party you're gonna turn koc away with that blazer come on <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> yeah i mean I don't know. I, I just had these visions of Kyle in the party, like smoke, you know, ripping, <laughs> ripping a dart and like talking to like uh, Montrez Harrell or something. I don't know. Right. I was just like, I had these just fantastic visions and I'm sad that it didn't play out. It sounds like, but it sounds like, you know, I, I think when people that know this show, people that know the ringer that know Kyle, he's a freaking celebrity. I he told is. you all the story. I went to a How doctor's appointment to you, Kyle. Yeah. L a lot. A lot of people. Yeah. Around, around seven to 10. I don't know. I mean, that's double listen, digits. Listen to him. Double digits. But I, th I think you think about, you know, Kyle in Vegas based on his image that I'm not going to, you know, whether or not it's earned or not. I don't know. I like, it's sort of a chocolate and peanut butter thing. You know, right. I, I just feel like I felt like it, it was going to be amazing. But I feel like Kyle's been pretty well behaved. You're a married man now. Is it just kind of you're chilling? Because I figured Kyle in Vegas, everywhere he went, there would be like a back to the future, mm. you know, flaming tire tracks behind him. He'd be having such a big time. But you've been kind of taking it easy. It sounds yeah, like. the smoke trail is just cigarettes. I've been in bed at, at night uh, at a reasonable hour. I just been eating dinner and getting tired. I mean, and I look at Tate, who's really ready to go home at the drop of a hat. And I'm like, should we get out of here and go home? And he's like, yeah, 40 Let's hours. Definitely That's go. That's my that's so. my clock. I got 40 hours in Vegas and I'm way past it because I got here on Thursday night. So my my meter is on E. Uh, last night we had a lovely dinner at the Wynn. Um, uh, we had a Poughkeepsie hostess. Oh, my God. Uh, that was amazing. Kyle gives his phone. Number I audibly shrieked and everyone in the restaurant looked. Yeah. I was like, sorry, I'm from Poughkeepsie. Too. Yeah. It was, <laughs> Did you guys throw some like, you know, you know some local kind of oh, slang yeah, at each like, other? What about Maris? What about CIA? What about that? What about this? I was like, this is amazing. This is the best thing that's ever happened to Poughkeepsie. Yeah, that was a great moment. We had a great dinner and uh, 
again, we did not go to the party. If you did go to the red carpet, please reach out to us. I do want to hear what it was like because maybe I did miss something. After we spelled out that we thought it was lame, basically. <laughs> no. I mean, and we were trying to do it. <laughs> well, if I hadn't, inqu- if I hadn't um, inquired further, we would have gone there and actually had a real problem. Because if they told me I couldn't get in the party after I walked the red carpet, I would have thought they were kidding. Then I would have walked through and security would have probably tackled me and I would have been in prison. You being dragged in Vegas is something I wish I could have seen. I'm, I'm <laughs> regret- I, I think the crestfallen, like thinking one thing was coming and getting something else is yeah. different. If you went into it knowing and thinking like grappling with like, okay, am I going to be doing the part? Am I going to do the red carpet? That's different. I think the, the disappointment. There could have been some the- unfortunate photos of me like trying to figure out what is going on and right. I, we, nobody needed that. And <laughs> then there would have been people that were like, he thinks he should have gone to the party. I'm like, no, I, I, I thought I was invited to the party. I thought I was invited to the party. Turns out we weren't. So uh, if you came to the show and you were excited to hear about Michael Rubin's party, maybe go check out Taylor Rooks's podcast. Uh, oh, sure yeah. She's got Rachel Nichols, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Any, any of the real A-listers that are here, they probably had a great time at that party. Uh, James Harden, I'm sure he was there having a great time. So sure. uh, it looked fun. Um, shout out to Michael Rubin. Kyle said he's done with him. I'm not done with him because I like <laughs> fanatics. It's really a disappointing to see the door slam on so many of your all's future. Yeah, we'll just go. Uh, yeah, we'll go Alibaba Express to get jerseys. East from now Bay, on. you know, whatever it is. <laughs> we'll figure it out. All right. So now that we've got all that handled at the top, I want to go back to our original thesis, our original prompt for the day, which is what college team is winning NBA Summer League. So this morning at about 7.30 a.m., I woke up um, and I went through every team and I and I tried to figure out guys that were averaging five points or more. So that's how you can qualify for this list. And I went through all the colleges of guys and I tried to figure out right now, where does it stand? Who is actually winning Summer League? And it honestly was fascinating because you assume and we've been programmed and you and I are both blue blood and brains. So it's probably a part of, you know, who we are a little bit. But you assume the Kentuckys, the Dukes, the Carolinas, the Kansas. These are the teams that we're going to be talking about when it comes to summer league. But as I was putting my list together, you know, UConn is is a team that pops up. Arizona is a team that pops up. Memphis is a team that pops up. Even a team like Kansas State has three or four guys that are in this conversation. Michigan is in the conversation. And also Michigan fans out there, um, I know that you like to call yourself a blue blood. It it turns out if you have blue of any level on your team and you've had any sort of modicum of success, you think you're a blue blood. So I've I've sort of gotten to the point where I'm willing to let anyone use it and appropriate the term because I'm (laughs) I'm over it. I'm not going to fight the the battle anymore so that's how you feel um that that is what it is but i do want to start with kentucky because i think they are fascinating and these are the guys for kentucky that uh, are averaging over five points right now in summer league. You got Shaden Sharp, who already had a big moment, big dunk over Jay Huff. That was the that was the you know his kind controversial. Of, if we even want to, you know, it's a touchy subject. No, he's a, he's Kentucky. That was that that is a I guess a very valid point. He but worked out in Lexington. He for was like a redshirt freshman, <laughs> and uh, he went to practice a couple times in Lexington. Cason Wallace, a big star of day two. Is it Cason or Cason? I don't know. I like because I, I heard. The broadcast is is never correct, so they were saying Kaysen. So I think you should. You're probably right, Kaysen. I heard something where he he circled back and said like I want it to be what it was in the media guide at, at Kentucky, which would be Kaysen. So I I don't know what's going on. He's, I, if he's messing with us, I think it's great. 
I think it's I, I, that's it, what I would do if I were him. Based on what he's saying, he should have gone to Duke because this is what Duke people do. They can never settle on their name. They want to change their name at all times. So if if anything, maybe we put him in the Duke category. But he was incredible yesterday. Hit a 44 footer, um, basically half court shot. Looked like a guy. I don't know if he's a point guard. I don't know if he's a shooting guard. But I know he's going to start on some team. Um, and is he a shooting guard? That was a, yeah. I, li- I like the way you dropped the G there, in North Carolina man. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was just back home. You know what I mean, I was around my family. It happened. But he was incredible. You got Isaiah Jackson, who looked really good for the Pacers. Chris Livingston, um, obviously the the clutch god himself. Got a big deal. Uh, somebody texted me. was like, did they think they were signing Sean Livingston? What was that deal about? I don't <laughs> they know. Like, they like the name. And then Oscar Sheboy. So those are your Kentucky guys that are averaging right now over five points. Um, you know, in NBA Summer League. So Kentucky is one of the team with the most guys. But your takeaway of those guys, I mean, is it Casey Wallace? Is he kind of the face of Kentucky basketball at Summer League right now? Is he the one that everyone's fawning over? I mean, if you're going to count Shaden, like I said, it's a touchy subject with UK fans. They get really, really bitter about this. Basically, anytime he plays well or he's mentioned, I just you just hear this, this like just grumbling anger. Um, but I mean, if well, that's you, if they you, have so many choices, once you get to like where Carolina is right now, you'll take Walker Kessler. You're like, yeah, I'll take him. <laughs> You know sure, I mean? like, let's do it. He, he kills for us. Yeah, this us. is uh, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> anyway. It's Duke, You're spoiled. Duke claiming Kobe territory. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, I mean, it's he's the he's obviously the guy with the biggest like star power pop. The kid, the kids love him as mm-hmm. as we know. Um, he's just an ex- he he combines two things uh, that are very exciting. He hits you know step back deep threes as we've seen, right. and, and he's a freaking monster going to the basket. He had a couple plays where like I think he took some contact and he just outlasted a dude in the air like he just he's he's a really interesting blend of like power and and uh and athleticism and skill um to answer your question i mean i think he's probably just he's a, he's a wing that's just gonna have to progress into handling the ball like uh you know we'll have to see that and that's what summer league's for um but yeah i mean he's he's been crazy impressive tyler uh, parker and i Tyler, you guys were perched up there yesterday. Tyler didn't get credentialed, so he was like, <laughs> he was like, well, I'm gonna have to sit in the stands, and I was feeling all bad for him. I was like, well, this is a shame. This sucks. And I went up and visited him up in the crow's nest up in the top, and he's sitting back, you know, he's like with his notebook and just watching the games. And I was like, you actually have a way better seat up here. I was like, this is you have like, a better view. You can actually see, like, you know, like you're not what's behind happening. the basket. Right. Yeah, and he's, beers, he's lean. maybe. Yeah. What'd you say? <laughs> a couple beers. Yeah, can't Kyle, do that in media we're, section. We're confirm nor disconfirm. Yeah, uh, we're yeah. in the same boat, by the way, because Kyle is just taking it as well. So I go into the media side and then I just put my pass in my bag and I go with Kyle and we just sit with the people. We're you, men of the people. You can't be seen with a beer in your hand, you know, with a with, with a Coors oh, Light with, you a, lose with a credential. Your J. You lose your J immediately. They it's lower. It it's lowercase, or you're just an earnalist after that. It's like you know, Ti you, and ATL just takes your J away. Yeah, it's it's a it's a merit thing. But mm-hmm. anyway, uh, yeah, Tyler went to the bathroom at one point and I had a beer and I was trying to like hide. I was like, I can't be seen. Uh, <laughs> no anyone thinking I drink. Uh, anyway, no, uh, we we were just chilling up there watching the games and people were kind of, the cool thing was when I tweeted that picture, we had some people come visit us, oh, which was nice. an unintended byproduct. So that was nice. Summer League's great for that. But anyway, we were watching Kaysan. Uh, uh, uh I'm saying Kaysan. We were watching that game. Um, OKC just has an embarrassment of, of riches, man. I mean, I, we were joking about like they made that trade and they ended up with the assets from uh, from Houston where they ended up with like Usman Garuba and Ty Ty Washington. Uh, was talking to a rocket scout yesterday who was just like, uh, we didn't want to let Ty Ty go. It's just kind of a... But now OKC is in this situation where they, they're they victim of their own good decision making. Mm-hmm. They just like, they keep making good decisions and they're like, okay, we have way too many dudes now. So they've got, you know, they've got Usman Jang, they've got Kaysen, they've got Tai Tai, they've got Garuba. 
how are you going to play all these guys? I don't know. Ty Ty, another, you know, and obviously another Kentucky guy. Um, but Case Kaysen has looked awesome. He fits in exactly. There's not too much ball pressure on him. It's not like it was at Kentucky where it was like, uh, save the day here, buddy. Yeah, please. Like, you're our best player. Go do something <laughs> for us. You know? Yeah. That's uh that's not what you wanted to do, and I was happy to see that. But I think Kentucky they're in the conversation to to, to decide if they have the belt. Um, hey, one of his teammates, and I liked after the game, Chet Holmgren uh, was doing his post game interview, and he's got his arm around Kaysen. Uh They look like they're just like getting ready to have you know a great little run as an OKC uh, you know kind of group there. And then I put together the Gonzaga guys. So here here are the Gonzaga guys and their team. You got Chet Holmgren, obviously. You got Julian Strauss, their first round pick. Um, you got Andrew Nimhard, and you got Drew Timmy. So if uh, you are a Drew, a Drew Timmy stan, he is averaging over five points right now in summer league. So shout out to Drew Timmy. It's he basically their 2022 team, yeah, right? He yeah. qualifies for the list. So Gonzaga's in the mix. They got four guys. So I wanted to point them out. We got to talk about them. I think Nimhard looked pretty good. Julian Strother got dunked on by Nico Mannion. That was, you know, the one highlight that he was on the bad end of a highlight. But otherwise, he's looked all right. Obviously playing for the defending champs. But Gonzaga's in the mix. That's good news for Mark Few. What do, what do we think about like the the getting dunked on thing? I was kind of curious about because it's sort of like getting dunked near and getting yes. dunked on being kind of different. Because I mean, Mannion got like an awesome a. Hey, I didn't see that coming from Nico. I mean, and I it was nice it. to see him. I you know I hadn't seen really. I didn't got to watch Nico play in a while, but like he kind of got him off balance and caught him going to the left and did sort of a running two handed dunk exactly. Whereas. You know, coming straight downhill, you meet somebody head on and they just yam on you, sort of like that's really getting dunked on. Yeah, like Shaden did on Jay Huff. Like that's <laughs> that's an example of like really, I don't know. I just the the, the vernacular I always feel like. Speaking I have to of be, Jay Huff, yeah. shout out to Virginia. They're two per, they're two personnel, Braxton Key and Jay Huff. So that's not a great list for Tony Bennett. That's the other fascinating part of putting this together was just figuring out kind of where the standing is in this summer league. You know what I mean? So a team like Virginia, obviously one of the top programs in college basketball, but those are the two guys that are kind of representing your program here. Gonzaga, it's nice to have someone like Chet representing your program for Kentucky. You got Sharp, you got Cason Wallace, so that's cool. And then Arizona, we we're talking about Nico, man. You got Benedict Matherin. You got Dalen Terry playing for the Bulls. Dalen Terry's look great on defense. You got Brandon Williams, who I forgot about. And then, <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, my God, there's Brandon Williams. Nico Mannion, who a lot of people forgot about before that big dunk. And then Brandon Rudolph. So that's a, that's a lot of Wildcats, you yeah. know what I mean, for Arizona and for Tommy Lloyd and obviously Sean Miller before that. So that's another team that's going to be in the conversation as far as do they have the belt. So Arizona throw their throw their hat in the ring. And Ben Matherin, what, what have you seen from Matherin? Because I feel like he had a great start to his rookie year, kind of tapered off at the end, but mm -hmm. he looks the part right here in Summer League. Yeah, this is a perfect setting for him. We talked about like guys that need some experience, like we're just improving decision making and it's it's low, you know, low ri risk reps, like no mm. risk reps. So it's, it's a great setting for him. He's in a great situation in Indiana. And like we've said, Indiana's Indiana's summer league team. When you look at him, it's just like this, fun. this is just like a solidly put together crew. And I, I think and it's weird. Usually whenever like the top roster is doing super well. You know the 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 main club. If you want to use like the soccer kind of uh, <laughs> uh, comparison, there usually the summer league team will be a little lighter. Like the Bucks, their summer league team is a little will little weird. You know, usually kind of. But the Pacers, both of them are good. Like their summer league team, and maybe it's just a function of them being so young. A lot of these guys are playing down. Like Isaiah Jackson, obviously playing with them. Like Oscar, you were talking about. Um, they just have they have a lot of guys. Um, and, and yeah. also Rick Carlisle wearing sunglasses, uh, like chopping it up with the with the main guys. I love seeing Obi Toppin 
wearing his Pacers gear, walking around it. It seems like the Pacers, you know, I joke and laugh when everyone talks about like culture of a team, but for whatever reason, it does feel like the Pacers have like a good culture right now. I think Tyler, I think Halliburton's a big part of that. Yeah, I, I really think, and you know, not to, I was I'm worried. Not, I was worried about the balloons with the two hundred and sixty. I'm not gonna lie. When I saw that he signed the max <laughs> and he had balloons that said two sixty, I was like, uh, that's a red flag for me. But I, otherwise, everything's been great. I'm not gonna say he's like cool. I mean, he is a cool guy. I'm not gonna say he's. <laughs> yeah, right. That was yeah. They're cool. They're they're different cools. Right. Like we're talking about right. like John ja Morant, like the kid, like younger fans love John ja Morant. There's mm-hmm. like sneaker sales cool, mm-hmm. and then there's like yeah, he's a cool guy. Like Halliburton clearly is like a very likable dude who yes. is like affecting that culture, which I'm not trying to do it to you, Tate, again, but that's why Charlotte should have taken Scoot. That is 100% why they should have taken Scoot. I'm not trying I to know. do this to you. I, I know this. <laughs> I yelled this. You got it. Culture trickles down and you've got to figure that out if you're a basketball team. I just, I am a real believer in that. But I, I like, I, yeah, I mean, the Pacers just... They got a lot of good stuff going on. I, I feel I feel good about them. And the Pacers love college basketball, and they always have. You know what I mean? This is this is something that we've known for a long time when it comes to the Pacers. The one example where they didn't make a college basketball decision was when they took Reggie Miller over Steve Alford. That was the one time where they made an NBA decision. Very unpopular and, decision. And, at the yeah, time, I was going right? to say, and their fans almost boycotted the team. So uh, that is why I think they stick to college basketball. Something, uh, something too that I, I I meant to mention here is you mentioned Obi. Did we prophesy something there? You did. Do you, you think? Did. That, do you think in practice we maybe it was too late? You know, Jacob was in there and they were side by side and they were just like <laughs> we're just trading for the newer model for a lot cheaper. Like I, right. I don't know, it made sense. And they're very similar and they're very you know they have similar bounce and they play similarly. So I mean, I think it's going to be good for Obi Toppin when he was just like the perennial backup to Julius Randle. It didn't make much sense to me. So I'm happy he found a new home. He seems happy. You talked about cultures, winning cultures. The national champions are also in the mix. The UConn Huskies. I think that they've got uh, guys that are worth paying attention to. Obviously, Jordan Hawkins looked great in his first performance. First time we've seen him um, since, you know, he went and won the national championship. I talked to Trajan Langdon the other day. Uh, a lot of people think I don't talk to Duke people. Did your skin burn? Like yeah, when you're- no. The funniest thing to me about Duke guys that are front office or whoever, they're actually so nice. And it kind of, uh, it's weird, like, you know, when you see someone talk about, like, a serial killer, you know, they're like, he was so nice, like, he was their neighbor, and then you're, like, you know, it's kind of like that, where they're like... <laughs> it just says where Tate's head is. He's so, he's so, <laughs> so in his DNA. He went to serial no, killer. No, but I'm like, you know, like, you hear those stories, and you're like, they they, they are nice guys. I'm not, maybe, maybe they have some things, you know, going on outside I don't want to compare Trajan Langdon and, you know... No, and, no, uh, no, but I like, I like when he talked about Jordan Hawkins, he was talking about shot profile, and I saw he did this before the draft talked about his shot profile he has a very unique shot profile and he's what does very he mean good. specifically by that just that he can basically he's a different shooter and he can take different types of shots with oh, yeah. mid-range at any level and also he's not just like a spot up specific three-point shooter you know what i mean like he's a guy that he can be right inside the the three-point line and take a good shot for him um he has a is a it's a variety of shot making i guess is the best way to put it so he's, i like that for jordan hawkins and he looked good early He's one of those dudes that like he just shoots such an easy ball. Like like I yeah. like I like I could watch him. I could just watch him and not even look at the net. Like I just I just love watching. He's such an effortless shooter. Like uh, it's going to translate to the NBA. He he didn't it shoot super well name. early on, but I think it's going to be. It's I, he's a high success chance. So me. he's a he's a good like thumbs up thumbs down Chuck Norris rules. Jordan Hawkins thumbs up first. Uh, you know our first glimpse of him. Um, another UConn guy Andre Jackson has looked great on defense so far. He's averaging over five points per game. That's why he qualifies 
qualifies for this. Adama Sanogo averaging over five points a game. MOP. Good for you. Yeah, good for the Bulls. Uh, <laughs> his feet, I'm still concerned about his feet, but he looked all right. Tyrese Martin, um, one of those forgotten UConn Huskies that yeah. was playing in Summer League. So he's another name to throw out there. And then I think a, you know, a guy that you mentioned, Scoot Henderson and my Hornets, a name that we're trying to forget, but he's in front of us. He's averaging, I think right now, 12 points a game. James Booknight. Also, year three playing in summer league, but the Huskies right there. If, if we're doing strength in numbers, right, they got a lot of people in the mix, and, and they are qualified. They are up there, and they're in the discussion for the belt. So, shout out to the Huskies. Excited to see them. I want to talk about this guy because I think you and I both agreed um, before the draft that he was a lottery talent. Now he didn't end up going in the lottery, but he went to a great situation. That's Keontae George. Mm. Guy has 17 points in the fourth quarter for the Utah Jazz. And he's playing. We talked about Ricky Council playing with this kind of FU attitude, and Ricky's been playing great. We can talk about Arkansas, but Keontae George is playing with that attitude as if he is taking it personally that he was not a lottery pick. And he looked great. Um, like I said, 33 points. Um, so Baylor's got Keontae George. They got Ken Kendall Brown, and they got Jared Butler, um, national champion, 2021 national champion. So not strength in numbers there, but strength and quality. Those three guys all look really good early. Yeah, Jared Butler was the guy that like I, of that trio of guards for Baylor, of just that roster, I believed in him the most. And yeah. I've been, I, I feel like it, that's a really common stance. I, I think a lot of people felt that way, where I was just like, I kind of feel like this guy's going to hit. It seemed like his his skill set was going to just interface perfectly with the modern NBA. And I don't know, he's kind of wandered a bit. Like, it hasn't quite happened as quickly for him. I've been surprised. Yeah, Davion Mitchell, Macy Oteague, Jared Butler, those three guards. Um, I'll never forget that trio of guards. And it's why I, I do feel like they kind of changed the template a little bit, that if you have three legitimate legit ball handling guards that can create for their for their other people and for themselves you can actually do some real damage when it comes to march so um baylor is in the mix even though they only have three guys now let's talk about arkansas the must bus uh the must bus has a lot of good representation here at summer league jordan walsh our guy i think he is the the face of the osp years he is someone that we've talked about ad nauseum he looked incredible uh, in his first outing here with the Boston Celtics. I know Bill Simmons was very happy. Was about Bill that. losing it? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get a line to what was. He I was texting I, me just said Jordan Walsh exclamation point. He did not give anything else. But we've been pumping was, this kid up. I felt good. Yeah, I felt good for our. <laughs> I felt good about us as our for our status as as advisors. I, I think we're gonna be all right because you know <laughs> we're in the war room being like, hey, you Bill, this guy, this is good, and then he poops the bed. I was just like, I was pumping my fist. It was a very lame summer league moment, like at like a. 11 p.m. I was like laying in my bed on my laptop watching Jordan Wall's clips. It was, was great. Like, this is sicko behavior, but I was very pleased to see him shoot the ball well and get a picture with Charlie Villanueva. Right. The, a, lot, a guy that a lot of people compared him to maybe because of looks, but I think that <laughs> it's the 100% because of looks. That's well, an absurd maybe, comparison. Maybe. They are not alike at all. Yeah, Literally, <laughs> Walsh is like a dogged <laughs> defender. Charlie Villanueva coasted his whole life <laughs> shooting threes. I love Villanueva, but he was one of those like yeah. talent, like kind of the Derek Cole many talent dudes. Right. He was kind of chilling. You know, he had an easy he game. He was like that layer below like a Rasheed Wallace. You know what I mean? It's like, just yeah, so it's, it's guys do better comparing two players together because they have alopecia is the most ridiculous. I want to swear more for this. Just please be better. Whoever said that? Yeah, yeah I don't but know. I am happy that Villanueva has taken it upon himself to support Jordan Wash, um, which I think that is, is pretty awesome. cool. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah obviously, yeah. They, they're Arkansas guy, Yukon guy. They're, there's not really connected tissue there, but also at some level there is. So, Shout out to him. Uh, Jordan Walsh looked great. Anthony Black, 
looked amazing. He um, he has been one of the more impressive guys for me. Absolutely. Uh, he looked he looked he just had a real presence and control of what was going on, not just in scoring, but just and that's the way he plays. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that's what we were talking about. The physical defense, he's getting in the lane, he's finishing through contact. He had a couple of really nice plays where he's passing the ball. Uh, I love Anthony Black. I'm just uh, I, my voice got very serious when I said that. I love him. Uh, I do. He's I just, do too. He's one of my favorite players in this class. And there was a lot of like uh, it felt like the magic draft. I know we were hard on the Jet Howard or me personally, I was hard on Jed Howard. I, I didn't really like the pick there, but I, I at some level understood the pick there. But Anthony Black, I loved. And uh, I felt like for whatever reason, there wasn't, you know, a, a lot of people clapping and celebrating. And I feel like after day one, he got that credit. Ricky Council, the fourth, our guy, he's <laughs> looked good so far playing with the Sixers. What's uh, his average been? I, I haven't checked on that. I think it was like nine points a game. I, yeah. I thought it was going to be like 19. <laughs> yeah, but it feels like 19. Yeah. You know I mean? mean, what's FGAs? Do you know? No, I, I don't have it in front of probably me. But not, I, I'm going to guess six or six plus. Let's go six or more. Again, we're doing this without his second game. So I, I, I you know, the, things will change as we get the averages there. But Ricky Council and then Jalen Williams, um, the man who loves taking a charge more than anything, also probably should have played at Duke. But the Arkansas must buzz guys right there. Uh, Jordan Walsh, Anthony Black, Ricky Council, the fourth, Jalen Williams. That's a strong core four um, if you're trying to determine who's going to have the belt at Summer League. So I think the must bus is in there. Um, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and we're going to keep running through the gamut here, trying to figure out who actually is winning the college basketball war here at Summer League. All right, welcome back. Again, we're trying to figure out what college team is winning here at NBA Summer League. Let's talk about a team that's losing. Um, and I don't want to be a hater, but I do have to point it out. Duke. Um, <laughs> Sorry. So let's look at Duke's top three right now. Again, to qualify for this list, you have to be averaging over five points a game. So Duke's list right now, Wendell Moore Jr. Love Wendell Moore Jr. I like him. Yes. He's, he was somebody I really... I think he's a legit NBA player. Yeah, I I, I watched him. I kept an eye. There's also, there's also the selfish, like, I have stock thing that you do when you believe in a player where mm-hmm. you just you just keep checking. I don't... They should make an app for this. Like, <laughs> yes. like, like Jordan Walsh stock. Jordan Walsh stock has never been higher. There, maybe I, if there's a developer out there that'll team with me on this and give me and yeah, maybe we'll, we'll split Rubin, the maybe. earnings. <laughs> but I want to create like a stock. You know how you can tr- you can check the Nasdaq yeah. and the Dow and yeah. stuff, and they have the little abbrevi- we can come up with abbreviations because right. every day. If you if you lean in on somebody and you take a chance and you and you like you you know you stake a little bit of your of your credibility believing in somebody it'd just be nice to have a quick thing where I'd be like okay I want to just quickly see how this player's trending and we exactly. could have graphs Wendell Moore was a guy that I watched and I was like he gets on and off the ball fast he's he sees two pretty well like he can shoot the three this is just the thing that. It's just going to work. I'm not saying he's going to be a star. I just feel like he'll probably crack rotations, play defense. Um, he's somebody that I just expected a little more from. I, I'm, I've been surprised how, del- how much of a lag there has been. With yeah, I feel like with Moore, he kind of um, is he kind of defers to others, and I wish he would be more selfish. That would be my big thing if I ever talked to him personally. And I like Window Moore's game a lot. I would say, just do you, man. Just go out there and get it. Like th- this is the time. The time is now. Um, DJ Stewart, uh, much forgotten, lost in the shuffle. Dookie, he's mm-hmm. also playing here. He's averaging more points than AJ Griffin, who's also playing here. And then I saw AJ Griffin's post game, and he was talking about Brady Manick, who's also on the Hawks. And he said I was getting flashbacks uh, <laughs> watching this guy hit five threes. Um, yeah. But he was like, luckily this time we were on the same team with each other. So that's your Duke big three right there. So you would think just you know the way the one and done and all this sort of stuff, you would think Duke would have some guys here that are really standing out. But those are the only three guys averaging over five points. I thought that was noteworthy, and I think the real reason I say it's noteworthy is because 
a lottery pick is not averaging over five points. And uh, I'm talking about Derek Lively, number one player in his class. I'm not saying he was going to come out here and be an offensive juggernaut by, by any means. But we did point out before the draft, he didn't make a shot outside of the paint. Uh, until about February of last year. And it looks like so far in summer league, he has not been able to make a shot. He missed the dunk. Um, so is, is there any reason for the Mavericks? I know Kyrie was watching. Cuban was watching. They're all know. sitting courtside. What were they, what were their big takeaways from lively so far? I wonder. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't know. If Kyrie was like not in the tribe. You know, I don't, I do like, he, you know, a lot of what Kyrie says is the cryptic kind of stuff. I didn't yes. know. I don't know what, I mean, I don't even know if I'd be able to understand what Kyrie would think about it, you know, cause he doesn't ever hit anything head on, but I'd, I'd love to know what he was thinking. When he was watching that, I mean, lively, he's somebody who he's obviously not there for his offense. Right. You know I mean? he's, so he's, I will say that he's sort of um, he's sort of a boat that needs to be hitched to something like he he doesn't he's not somebody that's going to go get his and this setting can be rough for that. Like Hardy, as we know, is trying to work as a decision maker. I know Jared Dudley had that really cool clip where he was challenging him in these different mm. ways to be consistent, be a good decision maker. Lively, somebody that like he's going to be he's a. He's a lob threat. You're not going to see him like catching people off the dribble a lot. And some really can be, those guys can kind of get lost in the shuffle a little bit. So I don't know how much I would read into it. Uh, the defense is probably the thing that I would focus on more now if I were Mavs fans. I feel like the big thing to read into is that he didn't even qualify for my list. And again, five points per game is a very low bar for Summer League. So I just want to say those are Duke's three guys. But you're not a hater. I'm yeah. not a hater. I'm no. just pointing out the facts um, that are right in front of me. Let's talk about the 2022 national champions because I think that they have some good things uh, when you talk about their team and their potential to claim the belt here. Here at Summer League, Kansas, the Jayhawks, they have Ochai Akbaji, Jalen Wilson, Marcus Garrett. I think Marcus Garrett is a name that, uh, you know, some people may have forgotten. Marcus Garrett probably would have won the national championship in 2020 if we actually played a tournament. Grady Dick and Yudoka Azabuke, who probably would have been the most oh, outstanding we, player. We were in winning 2020. Don't even just backtrack what you just said. That was going to happen. I apologize to Dayton fans and Obi Toppin fans Cats and Jalen Cutcher fans because they think that they would have won that one. But um, Kansas is, that's a solid five right there for Kansas. Like, I, I'd roll the ball out with that five and I think I could win summer league when you got Agbaji, a most outstanding player Jalen Wilson who's a bucket Marcus Garrett Grady Dick who I Grady Dick gets a good whistle I, that's that's probably my <laughs> biggest takeaway for Grady Dick right now well, I walked as a bouquet yeah I, I walked right into that scene like I like got off the plane went to the hotel came in straight to the <laughs> gym Kyle's having an incredible time like in the in the Cox Pavilion you guys in Cox watching Dick and, and <laughs> oh, Hogg and Johnson times. it was it was a lot of uh, it was just a murderer's row of uh, juvenile jokes that we could be making but no yeah I mean he yeah, he he's he's struggled to kind of get rolling. I, I just think he's he's had a hard time getting in rhythm. Uh, I don't know. He he'll probably play well orbiting off of like what works for Toronto and the athletes that they have. So I'll be I'll be interested to see him in that setting later. The good news is that he doesn't seem really phased by not playing his best, which is uh, I think one of the greatest traits of Grady Dick is that he seems like he has a short memory and he also seems like he's kind of, um, you know, he's kind of unfaced by it. You know what I mean? What gives you that idea? I mean, just based on his social media presence <laughs> and like the interviews I watched him in. And, you know, my guy MJ Rice played with him at Kansas and he was like, Grady's just cool. You know, he's just like, you know, he's just kind of like does what he does. And we saw him walking with the whole Raptors team you know it doesn't look like he's you know off by himself right he's not like kind of aloof he, he's in the mix with everybody else so I'm not really worried about Grady Dick but I like that Kansas group and I think Kansas would if I had to put a vote in right now is like who has the belt at summer league I would probably say Kansas based on that five so we just want to put my put my hat in there uh, Memphis Penny Hardaway 
This is a, a great team. And uh, you can correct me if I pronounce this wrong, because I always do. But Josh Minot, right? Is I think it's it, Minot. Minot. There you go. Josh Minot, a.k.a. the lawnmower. That's what I call him. I don't call it him. It might be Minot. I actually, I don't, I'm not sure. Well, I, I, but I think it's Minot. It's a, it's a case in Kassan situation here. But uh, Josh is a really good basketball player. And again, he has a great nickname, the lawnmower. So shout out to him <laughs> playing for the Timberwolves. Um, Memphis has him. Memphis has Jalen Duren playing for the Detroit Pistons. The Memphis also has James Wiseman playing for the Detroit Pistons. Shout out to Troy Weaver. That guy loves centers. He loves big men. They have Amani Bates. I have decided to include Amani Bates in the Memphis Fair. conversation. So he is there. Uh, we have Kendrick Davis, uh, obviously one of the greatest SMU players ever, but transferred to Memphis, kind of got adopted by Penny, um, became a, a full-on Tiger. So he's in that group. Kendrick Davis has looked pretty good early. And then Lester, um, who has looked great for the Warriors. So that is a really, really good sneaky, group of players. Sneaky group there, for sure. I, uh, I think they're in the mix. Wiseman had an incredible sequence yesterday where he shot a corner three, held his hand in the air for a long time as his as the guy he was guarding went to the other end. I think it might have been Caleb Houston and just dra- drilled a corner three the other direction. So that was a that was a pretty rough sequence for him. But uh, he's trying. He's he, doing his best. He really is trying. And I, I do respect the fact that James Wiseman is playing in summer league. And yeah, I don't true. know if it was because he was told he had to play. That's I don't know if it was voluntary or what, but I do respect it. That's an interesting thing. I was asking and some people who might know it's like they say it varies you know that like because uh, I, I was curious if they could just be forced to play like uh, <laughs> I was like or it seems like it has to kind of be both like they have to because some guys some guys apparently I know for a fact Jabari Smith and Tari Easton said we want to play yeah they like, chose to yeah yes. that they went out of their way and said that you love to see that I, you know it's I think it's refreshing when you see those guys come in and embrace the work hopefully that's changing well let's talk about Jabari Smith Jr. because I think he one day won a summer league obviously hit the game winning shot but just looked like a franchise type player um, it's hard to read between the tea leaves here at Summer League, obviously. But Auburn, they, you know, Bruce Pearl squad, they have two guys, but both guys have looked amazing. And that's why I think they're in the conversation here. Jabari Smith Jr., like I said, and then Sharif Cooper. Sharif Cooper is a, uh, I mean, I think he's a legit NBA guard. I'm not sure he's a starting, you know, level NBA guard, but I think he's a guy that is, is good roster piece and also can get buckets whenever he feels like. And uh, he was a guy that was signed by Young Money Cash Money when he was in high school. You know what I mean? So he's been in the purview of people for quite some time. So he gets it. He knows how to play on a big stage. So those two guys, despite only having two players that qualified for the list, I think Auburn's in the mix with those two. Yeah. Cooper is a guy who's just going to, the Summer League's a perfect setting for him. I yeah. got I'm not so I'm not sure about him sticking in any like real significant way in the NBA ever just because I, I don't trust the shooting, but he's an incredible like in the size, the defensive stuff. It's the stuff that's been true about him forever and that I, I don't know if it's ever uh, going to really resolve itself. But he's somebody who has a lot of talent uh, it's, defensively. He'll probably get picked on. But it's at summer league. Yeah, he's a fan favorite. He's fun. Yeah, the he Cavs are passed fun. the hell out of the ball. The, pe- the Cavs are a fun team. Uh, the real team, the club team, and then the you know the summer league team, both fun. UCLA, another team that's in the mix. Peyton Watson obviously has looked great. Moses Brown. Um, I'm a fan of any basketball player named Moses. So shout out to Moses Brown. Johnny Juzang, who is uh, Kyle's favorite player. Johnny Juzang is out here playing well. Mari Bailey out here playing well. So that's your four. That's your core four for UCLA. Saw Tiger Campbell walking the other day, too. Tiger Campbell does not qualify for the list no. uh, because he's not averaging over five points per game, but he is a great guy. How did, you, how did you measure up to him, Kyle? Did you get? A, did you size him up at all? I just couldn't take my eyes off his hair. I don't know. He, and, could be, and, he could be five feet tall. He could be 10 feet tall. I'm just looking at his hair. And we saw Jason Kidd, and then we saw Tiger Campbell walking. Like, we first we saw Jason Kidd, then we saw Tiger Campbell, and it was like, 
a lot of good point guards in the building. Wow. <laughs> a, lot of, yeah. a lot of good leaders in the building. You know what I mean? It was it was great to see. I wish Tiger Campbell would get some more PT for the Magic, but right now when you got a guy like Anthony Black, you, you just let him do what he's got to do. So yeah. that's where we are. But UCLA, I'm not sure that four really gets you to get the belt, but they are in the conversation. So I wanted to mention them. They're up there. Kansas State. Um, you know, obviously they they stole our hearts during March. Marquise Noel broke my heart during March. Speak for yourself. Yeah, right. I broke some hearts as well. About. Marquise Noel, though, uh, a fan favorite here at Summer League. He looked great in his debut. Barry Brown Jr., who I uh, you know, that was a name that kind of got lost in my brain. Another guy that broke my heart. <laughs> we just can't just say <laughs> yeah, torture me. <laughs> I just can't get away I'm from sorry. them. God. Well, Keontae Johnson was the third guy. So there's your big three. If you're a Kansas State Wildcats fan, you got three guys here that are that are making a name for themselves that are showing that, hey, Kansas State, they are a force to be reckoned with. It's not just a one-and-done type deal with Jerome Tang. Wasn't fluky. Wasn't fluky. We were watching. Kyle was really concerned. He was really dialed in on Marquise Noel. Just kind of, he's like... That's your favorite player he, here. He leaned over with like a really, like a parental concern. He was like, I think he's hurt, man. I think he's hurt. <laughs> he's, he's, he's grabbing his ankle. He's he's grabbing like, his I think he grabbed. I think he's okay. <laughs> yeah. And like a second later, he made like an incredible quick athletic play. I was like, I think he's okay, Kyle. Yeah. Yeah, he's all right. He's all right. <laughs> but I appreciate the love, man. There was a, there was a real nurturing vibe there. It was great. It does feel like the gym when Marquis Noel has the ball in his hands, like everyone is paying attention, right? Everyone's locked in. So he's got that kind of level. Also, Muggsy Bogues tweeting about him 24-7. So we love that. Another team that's in the mix, Alabama. Obviously, Brandon Miller. People talked about the California Classic, the 15 turnovers, the 10 fouls, all that sort of stuff. But I thought Brandon Miller looked good against Wimby, or he looked better, I should say. Maybe not good, but he looked better. J.D. Davidson, another name from Alabama that's in the mix, Keon Ellis and Jaden Shackelford. So uh, Nate Oates, Alabama fans, you got four guys in summer league that are all averaging over five points a game and they're all in the mix. Yeah, they're spreading the love around. I don't know that they're contenders to, to take the belt, but, you know, Miller, I think, is going to even out. Hopefully he can, you know, lighten your load a little bit tight. I know it's going to be a long, it's going to be a long grieving <laughs> process for you, but I, I think a lot of this stuff about Brandon Miller that, that has been true about him has popped. Like uh, in, in spurts, it's been a little wild at times, but it's kind of kind of what we expected, honestly. You unleash a guy, like skinny guy who needs to develop room pressure. Um, I, It's it's kind of what I expected from him, but he's I still think he's going to be a good boy. I think he's going to be a good player too. Um, Speaking of good players, a guy who kind of fell below the radar a little bit, Colin Castleton, who looked great for the Lakers. Um, Shout out to the Florida Gators. I know the Florida fans have been waiting for basketball to matter, you know, for about five, five years or yeah, so. Yeah, they're right? devastated, I'm sure. Just really, really worried about <laughs> they're it. Really, yeah. I think I blame Gatorade because back when Gatorade mattered uh, at the highest level, you know, before all these other drinks came out, it just felt like Florida could do no wrong in sports. I mean, they went in football, they went in basketball, everything was working out for them, but they've fallen off. But now Florida fans get excited. You got Colin Castleton and you got Trey Mann. Trey Mann looks great. He looks awesome. Yeah, That, that two-man game, NBA Jam, if we're doing that with the belt, those two guys might be the best two that we have. That's a good one. Yeah, I, I was, uh, I've been, I've been dropping little texts here and there, just like uh, <laughs> little, little thoughts that come to me where I was just like, Colin Castleton, put a pin in that. Yeah, I was I like, like I just, guy. I feel it. Yeah, feel you're it. buying stock. You want to, if you had the app right now, you're like, you're a Castleton guy. He can play. I, I just think he'll, I, I have a feeling he's going to have a chance to become a rotation big at some mm. point. Like he, he's a solid backup because he can, he's going to shoot it a little bit. He's pretty good with the ball in his hands. He's positionally pretty smart. I like Colin Castleton. I, yeah. I have for a while. I like that two-man game there. That's pretty good. Um, another team that looks good on paper, if you're a Michigan basketball fan, you're really happy about, you know, you look at these four guys, Caleb Houston, Musa Diabate, Jet Howard, and Kobe Bufkin. 
those four all averaging over five points a game. Obviously, again, that is the that is how you get on this list right now. But it's a solid four. Yeah, that's a good four. I'm not yeah. sure that they get the belt, but they're in the mix. They're in the conversation. So, like I said at the top, maybe Michigan fans, you can make an argument. You're saying we're lowercase blue bloods right now. Yeah, Musa is a guy that I I, I feel like. I have a good feeling about him. He moves really well for his size. I think he's going to eventually, I mean, it, it might take a little while for the cake to bake, but he's somebody that, uh, another, that's a big Sharks guy, Diabate. Mm. That was a guy he was really, really keyed in on that he liked a lot. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's caused me to give him a little extra attention and, and root for it to happen. But I, I like Diabate even just in a vacuum. Yeah. Speaking of Sharks, I want to talk about Texas because these are two guys that I saw them at the Asheville Maui Invitational. And I remember texting Jonathan Sharks and I said, these guys are going to be NBA all-stars. And he, <laughs> <laughs> responded with three crying laughing emojis and the two guys were Greg Brown and Kai Jones and they're still playing in what did you league. see to send that text I saw the airport test I uh, I saw those guys walk into the gym and they walked in and they were about oh. to play North Carolina and I said holy hell those two guys are incredible I mean I watched them in warm-ups basically and I was like these guys I mean they might not get to their full potential here at Texas like they they never do but when they get to the league especially Kai Jones I mean I, I was flabbergasted by Kai Jones and he shows flashes at times but those two guys guys still being in summer league. I hope they figure it out at some point. I saw Greg Brown in person at EYBL and I had a similar reaction where I was like, I'm not the same species as that guy. <laughs> yeah, that guy uh, like, Those just, guys were like doing like 360 between the leg dunks, like just well, like it was casual. He, he's, he's one of those dudes who I think he had on like a shirt under his jersey. And I was like, it literally looked like, looks like he has football pads on. Right. Like I was like, I, I just, that person is built in an incredible they way. Had those I was, two guys I and they stunned. had Jackson Hayes. Like that was their front court uh, during the 2020. Not a of skill in that front court, but man, they can run and jump. Boy, That's do for they sure. look good in the airport. Holy <laughs> hell, I have never seen anything like it. So I wanted to shout out Texas, those two guys. Um, shout out to Sharks. He's also a guy who loved, like you pointed out on Twitter the other day, he loved sitting in Pershing. He, he this was and his Mitch Kupchak, those are the two guys that love to sit in the back of a gym by themselves. Up that, in the uh, Royal Tenenbaum seat, up at the top. It's yeah, a very, it's a very Money on the game. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. So shout out to Texas. You're in the mix. Probably not for the belt, but at least you're on the board, right? You got two guys averaging over five points a game. Wanted to point that out. Um, I would not be a journalist if I did not point out North Carolina. Um, this is a group that, you know, it, it does not inspire much hope. But Brady Manick looked great. 17 points in his first game. Garrison Brooks averaging nine points a game playing for the Pelicans. And Pete Nance for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Obviously, his brother, Larry Nance, uh, you know, was up there for a little bit with Cleveland. So they have some, that's a very uh, Obi Toppin, Jacob Toppin type situation. They're like, we'll go get him and, and get him on an Exhibit 10 type contract. So sure, sure. North Carolina, um, you're not going to get the belt. Uh, that is a, that is a, that is a not top three unlikely. Team. Yeah, it's unlikely. You're not in the mix there. Uh, apologies to you. Houston, um, our guy, uh, Kelvin Sampson, wanted to shout out him. Armani Brooks, Marcus Sasser, Jarris Walker. It's a pretty good three. Not going to say they're up for the belt, but they're they're in contention. Wanted to point them out. Um, they're up there. Syracuse, Kyle, shout out to all your New York basketball fans. Here are these two guys, Cole Swider and Buddy Beheim. Buddy Beheim hit two threes, by the way. There was a Jim Beheim sighting yesterday. I heard yes. he was in the building. So, yeah. Yeah, who would have thought? Who would have thought? Shout out to them. Um, that's good to see. And then from there, I just think there's a lot of like one-off guys, like Clemson obviously having Hunter Tyson, LSU with Tari Eason and Javante Smart. They're not going to be up for the belt, but they're in the mix just because, hey, they got two guys on the list. Wisconsin, um, I cannot believe I had to put these two names down, but Micah Potter, who was former Ohio State transfer, Johnny Davis, 
Will Johnny Davis ever figure it out? He's another one that I have on my list of like, whoa, that might be a brutal one when we look back in our redraftables in the future. Yeah, kind of. The, the, the tide is going to have to turn pretty swiftly for pretty that swiftly. one. Uh, it's because the, as we've talked about that, the train leaves the station quickly for you to reach certain levels. And I mean, uh, we're just kind of hanging on for him to be a rotation guy right now. That's the goal. Yeah, if, we can, can he, if we can get there. That's can what, he stay in the NBA? That yeah. is the big question. Um, Ohio State. I just mentioned Michael Potter who transferred from there. But Malachi Brandon looks great. He really does. He I mean, does. He, he's not a defensive guy, obviously, but he is a three-level scorer. I think he, he seems like he's taken more of a leadership-type role with this Spurs team. Him and Champagny both. I think they've both been great. Shout out to St. John's. You got Champagny there. Um, and EJ Liddell for Ohio State. So those are your two guys for Ohio State. Again, not going to get the belt, but in the mix. One of the uh, interesting ones here, when we just talk about like premier programs in college basketball, Purdue one guy, Jaden Ivey, who there's been some Pistons fans that have not been happy with what they've seen from him so far. And Villanova, just one guy, Cam Whitmore. So that I think that's a little interesting, too, that those two programs so successful and they just have one guy each in summer league averaging over five points a game. Yeah, Whitmore, uh, it's it's the thing that we've expected from him when he gets, you know, slingshotted off of like a, a DHO or something and gets to the rim. He's obviously a crazy athlete. We've seen him get a little ambitious hunting his own shot at times. It's it's wild. We thought it would be wild. I wondered about sort of the playing time if there'd be time. I expect him to spend some time in the G League this year yeah. with more. Um, yeah, it's last year I got I kind of got the sense that they they had the similar plan with Tari Eason, but Eason ended up just being so good that they couldn't do it. Do you see that like um, that like Statue of Liberty dunk that oh, Eason he, had in that I, first game? I think that the Rockets legitimately had four guys who I could see starting on their team, you know, next year at some point. If they didn't sign the if they didn't sign all that seniority, right, I would right, say for right. Sure. Like but, the Rockets yeah. of last year, they have four guys that would have started on that team potentially. Yeah, yeah. And then you got you got Alpi Shingun on the on the sideline looking looking cool. Uh, yeah, Jalen Green sitting next to him, you know. Sure. Yeah. Trying to look cool. Yeah. <laughs> Doing his best. Who's cooler? I don't know. <laughs> He's trying to figure it out. So there you go. Um, well, there you have it. I mean, honestly, I mean, there's some more one-off guys that you can point out and throw in there, like Xavier, Colby Jones, obviously. Miami, Jordan Miller, Isaiah Wong. I think Jordan Miller, the three-point shot looks great. Yeah. And I think that was one of the things that a lot of people talked about. So the Clippers, they were made fun of. You know, a lot of people made fun of their roster. A lot of guys that were, you know, they don't really jump off the page. But I think Jordan Miller is kind of, you know, separated himself a little bit to show that he's one of those guys. He was one of the guys we did our uh, our summer league primer, you know, notebook yeah. thing that we did. And, and Miller was one of the guys that I pointed out I thought would just produce here because mm. it's just what he does. You know, whether or not it's, it's similar to, you know, Amin Thompson, um, sort of the way he just sort of fills the stat sheet. I think it's to another level. Level with Thompson, but like Miller just he's just somebody that he goes and gets points, he gets rebounds, he gets some blocks, he might get a steal. He just kind of he just nickel and dimes you here and there with production. He may may not be the superstar, but you know, and Kobe Brown, they just keep drafting these guys that are ready. They're plug and play. They're they're not they don't have the runway to wait for these guys to develop. You know, I know they did that with Diabate, they did that with Brandon Boston. Those were both talent plays, but Brown and Miller are more just like, okay, we know these guys are gonna be able to play at a high level sooner you know it's like right Kobe Brown's 23 was at Missouri kind of we I mean if you watch Missouri you saw Kobe Brown develop into who he is today and uh, you and I both like Kobe Brown a lot so um yeah I, and speaking of Mizzou they got three guys honestly they got Kobe Brown they got Demoy Hodge and they got Jonte Porter yeah. Michael Porter Jr.'s little brother good so, to see Porter and Jonte out there yeah yeah and it was good to see Michael Porter Jr. supporting his brother I thought that was very sweet so uh there you go um I'll ask you Kyle so we, we just ran through the gamut there we, we just figured out all these different teams if you had to pick right now now, um, you know, what team, in your opinion, does have the belt or is there any team that really has stood out or is there kind of a mix at the top? Oh, man, it's tough. I mean, uh, the. Let me just see here. I mean, 
Arizona is a team. Kentucky's a team. Memphis is a team. Kansas is a team. I feel like that might be the final four, in my opinion. Gonzaga's crew's pretty good. I mean, yeah. you've got you know you've got a starter and you've got a rotation guy with Nimhard. I think Strother is going to play. Uh, and then you look down and. You know, Michigan Michigan has three guys that I think are going to play. Diabati, we'll see. I mean, Houston and Jed Howard and Kobe Buffkin, I think, are all going to play. Uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not being biased here. I mean, I mean, Kentucky's group's pretty solid, too. I mean, Shaden, Shaden and Wallace are both going to be big contributors. I think Isaiah Jackson will. We'll see if Oscar gets to play at all on the main roster. So you've got you've got a few different, I guess you could kind of pick the high points on some of these, like who has the highest point right. of all these. Because they're at the ceiling of these teams. There are a few of these here that have like, you know, three-ish guys that I think are going to play a, a lot. Uh, I mean, I really, I really like that Gonzaga crew. The Memphis crew is pretty sneaky too. I, I don't know. I'm having a hard time picking, to be honest. I mean, I would, I would maybe lean a little bit towards Gonzaga. Um, well, I don't know, what would be your pick? I like that that you're leaning towards Gonzaga. I think I'm going to lean with my heart because last time I made a pick with my head, I picked Arizona to win the national championship, and that was a dumb pick. I hated it so much, but my heart said UConn, um, and my heart right now. Doesn't say UConn, but I do like the UConn team. My heart now says Memphis. I think it is the Memphis Tigers. Uh, I you like might the, as well ingratiate yourself to a city with great food. <laughs> it's always a good move. I mean, and I'm go. saying this, Chris Vernon. I promise you, is not standing in the room right now. Uh, he has a, a gun people, pointed at, at yeah. Tate. Let's go Tigers. <laughs> yeah, that's not happening. Uh, but I do like this Memphis team, and I think uh, if I wanted to give the belt to anybody, I give it to Penny. There's something noteworthy here that we didn't bring up. Maybe you did, and I was zoning for a second. But Arkansas, there's a name that's not on the Arkansas list, and Nick Smith not averaging five points is... That's what I said. How are you, a, how you feeling as a Charlotte guy on well, that one? Well, I, I think Nick Smith is not averaging over five points because James Booknight is taking his shots away because he's jealous of him. There's some there's something going on there. Nick I don't Smith know what it is. Nick is, is the <laughs> multiverse version of James right. Booknight. It, right. it, it it's is. Like, it's the Spider-Man meme looking at each other. And they're yeah. like, uh, you're the younger version of me. It's like Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland like it's not great but uh I hope that they figure it out book night I think is kind of scrambling to write the ship you know yes. we, were, we were talking about Johnny Davis I, I I personally was not a huge book night fan coming into that draft I just thought I didn't know where the plus plus skills were I didn't know about the defense I was like does he really pass the ball does he shoot it well enough to be that identity you gotta shoot the ball super well if you're gonna be that type of guy and he just never did for me but um he got hot for a little while you yeah, know, that year. That's pretty much what it came down to. Nick Nick Smith, I feel like, is just sort of a, like, all right, let's try, let's reboot this again for a little cheaper, potentially, maybe. Yeah. And I think Nick Smith, I have way more like uh, faith in him actually turning into a player than I do about Book Knight. And obviously, we've seen more of Book Knight, so maybe that's why. But I do think Nick Smith can be that guy. But that was the other part when I was making this list. There were some there were some people that weren't on the list that were kind of shocking, like a live like some lottery picks and first round picks that didn't make the list. So yeah, Arkansas, if Nick you know was able to average five points a game, they probably would have been. Um, you know, a good team to pick, but I'm going to go with Memphis. I want Penny to have the belt. I think Penny, you know, he gets really upset about the media sliding him, and I want to be on the other side of that. I want Penny Hardaway to do a press conference next year and say, thank God for a one-shining podcast. Thank God I have someone sticking their neck out for me. So, Penny Hardaway, I'm going to do that for you. I like Kentucky's team a lot. There's probably some people that would argue that they should be, but I, I won't do it. I didn't want to do it, but I, I was, I was <laughs> it like... Probably, it probably makes sense talent-wise. You all know. everybody. I mean, any Kentucky fan that interacts with me knows I can be a little cynical. I'll have people be like, Yo, yeah, you, you know, you have it in for Kentucky. I'm like, it's actually kind of the opposite a lot of the time i'm actually a little too cynical i'm a yeah. little too uh I, I mean i look at this i look at this group and I, yeah it's a pretty solid group like i mean like shaden shaden is one of the higher points i think like in terms of like star potential and then case is going to play a ton um 
that that twosome is pretty strong. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. Uh, you know, there's another twosome I didn't point out, but NC State fans get really mad at me when I don't talk about them and I talk about Duke and I talk about North Carolina. They have two guys on this list. Be Terqu- mean to NC State. No, Terquavion Ter- <clears throat> Smith is on the list and Darian Sebron, who I'm a big Sebron guy. You've been on um, record. So yeah. those two guys are on the list. They made it. NC State has two guys. That's more than Villanova. That's more than Michigan State. Um, so shout out to NC State. You got it done. But there you go. So you're gonna I'm gonna go with Memphis. You're gonna go with Gonzaga slash maybe Kentucky if you weren't being c- a cynical. So that that's I think Chet is probably the highest point on the whole thing, yes. honestly. Cause I, I think Ch- Chet's looked amazing. I, like Chet defense. had a big block yesterday that was kind of like one of those, oh yeah, Chet's here. Chet's ready. Yeah, he's he's defensively looked amazing. He had one drive yesterday. I forget who it is that he took off the dribble. I'm trying it might have been lively, actually. Yeah, I think it was. It was yeah. lively. He took him all the way to the basket. And you could see lively was like hitting him with that that knife at the Roxbury defense where he was <laughs> he was like just banging into him over like he just didn't know what to do with right. Chet and Chet clearly you could see Chet was just like I'm gonna just roast this guy mm-hmm. like he just had that like Larry Bird sort of like I'm not comparing them but it was that thing of I'm in total control you know situation um and, and just took him all the way to and the it basket. felt like Lively was told by a coach maybe Jared Dudley and he was just like use your body use your size on him you know try to use your bulk on him and it was like Chet was like nah Chet's used I, to I got 13 pounds on me now I'm good yeah I'm good I bulked <laughs> I'm, up I'm solid I know, yeah, what Chet can do with 13 more pounds. Uh, he's he's looked great though. Uh, Tyler Tyler was beaming up at the top of the of the arena. You know, shout out to Tyler Parker. Um, he is a great OKC fan. We had him on the show talking about OKC, talking about his book, and uh, it's good to have all the Ringer people here. I love um, it. Yeah, I love in it. Las Vegas covering summer league. Uh, Kyle, anything before we get done wrapped up here with OSP? Anything else? Anything else you want to shout out? Anything going on in your world? Last day here in Vegas for us. Yeah, I got nothing. Um, I <laughs> got nothing. I, I, that just shows how fried our brains are. I've been here better. too long, and I'll uh, be doing a couple pods today. And um, you guys can keep coming up to me and saying hello because uh, you more people come up to me than come up to Tate. Let's keep that going. Yeah, just want to keep, keep Tate uh, so he doesn't get too big for his britches. No, so that's buy him really a beer. Nice. I'm humble. Buy Kyle humbled. beers. Yeah. yeah, it's great. No, people come up to me and they go, "Where's Kyle?" I'm like, "I think he's getting a beer somewhere." <laughs> you know what I mean? So there it is. There it is. Uh, One shining podcast. We got the belt. Gonzaga's there. Memphis is there. Kentucky's there. Maybe you throw Arkansas in there. If we get Nick Smith in the in, in the mix because also we don't want to make uh, Eric Musselman mad. Shout out to the Must Bus, but uh, one shining podcast live from Las Vegas. Uh, we did it. We got a belt. We got it decided. And I like when we talk about it through the college basketball lens. You know, a lot of people here don't want to do that, but on this show we will. So there you go. Um, we will see you later in the week. And we got Joe Tipton of Tipton Edits coming on the show. So Are we'll you see serious? you then. Yeah, it's happening. He's going to give a little Peach Jam update and also explain how he makes so many edits. So going to be good. Is he, I would say he's probably, has he like looped in AI yet? I would seem I, like that would be a good move for I him. I have a lot of questions for yeah. Joe, so I'm excited for that one. Again, we'll see you on Wednesday. This is One Shining Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.